definitely doing that like villainiest villain right thing i mean it works Welcome to another episode of Geek Chew, a podcast where we chew over the geeky things we love. Uh, I'm Eamon. And I'm Charlene. And today we're going to be talking about Netflix's Luke Cage, or the first half of the Luke Cage series that dropped a couple weeks ago now, and Westworld, HBO's new Sunday night series while Game of Thrones is on hiatus, and what was the last? Moonshine, a new image book from... Brian Azzarello and Edward Rizzo. Yes. So, but other than that, I don't know. I've been reading the, I really like the new Superman rebirth uh, series that, uh, not the Gene Luen Yang one, uh, which is also good. The new Superman, but, um, just the regular Superman title, which is by, um, Gleason and Tomasi, who I think the only other things I've really read, um, from them have been like Batman and Robin stuff, but, um, they're doing some cool things with Superman that, you know, he has this whole, uh, weird backstory, which is very confusing with the new 52 and the new 52 Superman died and the Superman was whatever, but <laughs> it's, they just finished, uh, the, the first arc is done and they just had kind of a one shot issue. Um, but I like the art. I like the story, how they're reintegrating the Superman with his, uh, new family, not new family, but Lois Lane and his and his son, son and all that. Are you getting really this good. digitally? Yes. Okay. So so you can read them all. Well, we're you know in one them. in one place. Yes. <laughs> um, the problem is, I no longer have an iPad because our kids stole it. So right, stole it and then broke it. Is it broken? No, I mean, it just doesn't work very well Oh, because it's old. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um, I don't know. We've watched a lot of trailers. Yep. Uh, we actually just watched the new Rogue One trailer, which mm-hmm. um, looks really cool, but apparently we're not going to go see it. I didn't say it. I just said, <laughs> I mean, it seems like we don't even really have to go see it. Not that we aren't going to go see it, but... I mean, all the info's in that trailer, in the new trailer. Or is it? Probably That's why, is. I mean, it's a, probably like a two and a half hour movie, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, um, I don't know, it's very exciting. We also have our tickets for Doctor Strange. Yes. A victory screening at Alamo Draft House on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, November 3rd. So that is super fun. Super fun. Very excited. There's a new John Wick trailer. Is it? Or, yeah, a John Wick trailer or a new trailer. What? There's a trailer for the new John Wick movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. It uh, looks really John like Wick-ish? the first one, which was awesome. So, And they call it Chapter 2. And uh, so I got all excited because obviously that um, seems like they're going to make more. Uh, and then I saw later that same day that they're already planning the next one. Nice. So 
I mean, what else is Keanu Reeves doing right now? Nothing. Um, I don't know. Did you have anything? We, I mean, I, I can keep going. <laughs> um, not really. I haven't been doing much. Yeah. Well, we watched the new Iron Fist trailer too. Yes. We started, we sat down to watch it. I was like, I'm not so sure I'm sold on the guy they have for Danny Rand. And a minute and a half later, because it's just a teaser trailer, I was like, that looks awesome. It does look awesome. We need to watch that immediately. So it comes out in March. March. Okay. And, uh. What's the, the timeline on all those? Cause that's the last one, right? It's, it's the last series that's going to come out before Defenders. Yeah. Cause once a Punisher series come out. I don't know. I know they're filming it. Okay. I don't know but if Defenders there's a release date. is already. I mean, it's. It's set to come out before it's that. It's coming. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what the timeline for release on anything beyond Iron Fist is. Oh, so you just lied to me when you said Iron Fist is the last one before Defenders comes out. Well, Punisher, in my head, is not part of the Defenders. Oh, is he not? Uh, I mean, I know he's not, but like, I mean, it's a spinoff from Daredevil, I kind of assumed right. that it was all going to. Yeah, that I don't know. Defenders, I think, is only going to be like a four episode. Um, like a mini mini series, yeah. But very exciting. Uh, Iron Fist looks awesome. Uh, I'm also not sure where it is in the timeline as far as relation to other Netflix series that have already come out. I would imagine it's kind of the same as what they've been doing, which is just building on um, past series, no matter which series is coming out. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, right? Luke Cage, which. Um, we'll talk about in a little bit, I guess. Um, the Batman movie looking pretty awesome. Oh, this is why I wrote it down because they put out that, um, behind the scenes for the justice league, which was really cool because they just wrapped up shooting. I did watch it uh, a couple weeks ago and, uh, it looks really fun. And apparently Deathstroke is going to make a cameo in that and he's going to be the main villain in Ben Affleck's Batman movie, which obviously Courtney is um, very so excited, excited about. about. And I don't know. I, I guess that's it. Well, we went to see Magnificent Seven. Yes. Also, we've been listening to the troll soundtrack for like weeks and weeks and weeks on repeat. On repeat. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're excited to take the kids to see that. When does that come out? Sometime in November. Yeah, I figure that's I think a it's November like movie, right? Around the same time as Doctor Strange. Oh, maybe. Maybe it's towards the end of things. Well, end I mean, of November. That's so far away though. It is far away. But maybe it is. I, mean, I think it I think it's actually the fourth. We could probably look it up, but I'm not going to. Okay, but I haven't <laughs> seen the thing is I haven't seen anything like in my email about it. Right. So Well something I mean, to look into, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we do did you see to... Magnificent Seven. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I was about to just. <laughs> um, so this was a remake three or four original. weeks ago, right? Yeah, it was a while ago because we yeah. saw it on the day after it came out or something. Yeah, um, Antoine Fuqua, who's done a lot of stuff, especially with um, with Denzel Washington, like Training Day, and I think He's he done did some the weird stuff, right? Like he did some stuff where you're like, oh, that too. Maybe. Can't remember. Uh, we were going to talk about it after we saw it, and I probably looked up all that stuff, and that was too long ago, so <laughs> I don't remember. But the movie itself was was good. I really liked uh, Denzel and Chris Pratt and um, Vincent D'Onofrio, the whole 
The Magnificent Seven was th- those seven people. They were they were pretty fun. Yeah, know, group diverse. Um, the movie itself. I'm not like a huge Western fan, um, but you know if if it's a good movie, it's a good movie. And I thought this one was uh, was pretty good. You know, it it really paces itself. Everything is um, even uh, the at least build up to the action scenes are pretty pretty slow. Right. Pretty drawn out, but you're never like, uh, can we move along? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was totally worth seeing for sure. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't have anything special to say. I mean, it wasn't like a, oh my gosh, that movie was so amazing and can't wait to see it again when it comes out on VOD. Yeah, but like, I don't think it, it was good. Again. Yeah, it was good. Although, you know, Courtney might like it, so maybe we'll watch it mm. uh, with him, but whatever. Um, so do you want to talk about Luke Cage first? Yeah, let's. So I guess we talked about it a little bit, uh, when we were discussing the Iron Fist trailer, but Luke Cage takes place after the Jessica Jones series where he kind of debuted. And, you know, I thought he was really good. The Mike Coulter plays Luke Cage. I thought he was really good in, um, in Jessica Jones. And we're about halfway through the series. There's 13 episodes. We've finished six. And it's definitely kind of at a halfway point. You know, it's about right. to take a, um, a leap in the story. Not a leap, not a, like a time leap, but it's going to kind of veer to, in another direction. I'm not 100% sold on him being able to carry his own show. The his support, the supporting cast of, of Luke Cage is, is really, really good. Right. And I think that makes a big difference because... Um, you know, while he's good, he's not very he's, charismatic or, I mean, he's just, I don't know. Eh. So you agree? It's, yeah, I agree. I mean, the show as a whole package is, is really great. I really like it. But yeah. as far as just Luke Cage, I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be anything without the supporting cast, you know? Right. Yeah. So the the storyline is just, I mean, it's got kind of the main storyline, which is him kind of um, coming out of hiding to be. They're 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 working towards the heroes for hire thing. I think you can kind of tell by some of the dialogue and him being pushed by others uh, to be kind of. I guess he's like a reluctant hero so far, but um, yeah, that I never understand that, but. He's like, I'm not special. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, you know, obviously it's taking place in, well, not obviously, it's in Harlem. Um, and uh, culturally, it's it's a very different show than the other Netflix stuff because obviously Luke Cage is black and lives in predominantly um, black neighborhood. And so they pull a lot of that culture into the show. Um, musically, um, even bigger ideas, political and... statements, or mm-hmm. I don't know if that's necessarily the way to phrase it, but they talk a lot about just even his, his wardrobe, how they deliberately, you know, put him in a hoodie and, you know, a black guy walking around bulletproof in today's world. It's, um, pretty salient, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and obviously he's got the big bads up to this point, um, who are definitely 
bad guys, uh, Alfre Woodard and, um, her cousin Cottonmouth, who is, um, uh, I'll probably say his name wrong, but Mayor Shala Ali, uh, who I really, I really like, uh, him in, in the role he plays as the villain who, Yes, like I he's said, very he's over the top, which I think needs to be as that character. But yeah, he's very like I can't think of the word to to describe what I'm saying, but definitely doing that like the villainiest villain right. thing. I mean, it works, um, and I think that that can be tough to pull off yeah. sometimes. Um, but I think he does a good job with it. And, yeah. You know. Um, but they both have uh, an agenda. Ultimately, you know, his is a little more nefarious and hers is, um, you know, they want to make Harlem a, a better place to live ultimately, but they're going, obviously going about it. Um, in different ways. In a very wrong Kinda. way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, they make really good, I don't know, counterpoints. And I don't know, I, I really liked... Um, yeah, just their scenes when they're talking about, um, you know, what they're doing to achieve the goal, the goals, their goals, and how they're getting there. And those are very interesting. It's a, it's an interesting dynamic and an interesting uh, look at what, you know, two different people want and how they feel about getting there. And, right. Um, especially in the world that they live in. Yeah. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot of flashbacks as far as origin, especially in the fourth episode, maybe. Mm -hmm. And, um, origin for Luke Cage and how he gets his powers and they throw in a little homage to, uh, his maybe older, um, superhero outfit with the, the metal bracelets and the, (laughs) the metal headband that the ridiculous shirt yeah very 1970s right (laughs) yeah i thought that was pretty it was pretty funny uh i guess the other big part of the show is the police storyline with um misty misty knight yeah simone missick and and her partner and again i thought that they just kind of are uh, operating at a a higher level than the the actual Luke Cage storyline. Yeah, that's a really I really like that part of the story with Misty Knight and her partner and you know, I don't think it's giving away much to say that her partner is a dirty cop and right. you know, but just how all of that goes down in her relationship with him and how she feels about him and just all the way up to the to, to where we left off at the end of the last episode. Yeah. And, they do um, deal a lot. It's very of, nuanced. Yeah, and, a lot of ambiguity um, between characters and morality and loyalty and um, how you're going to ride that line ethically, I guess. But uh, it'd be interesting to see if she maybe loses an arm in the series. Right. In the first season. <laughs> yeah. If she doesn't, I'll be kind of disappointed, right. to be honest with you. Uh so obviously it'll be replaced by an awesome metal arm. Right. Um, but we, you also saw a headline recently that said she's going to briefly take a, take the shield as captain America in the, in comics. the comic books. Yeah. yeah. Not, 
not the show. Claire from Daredevil and Jessica Jones. I'm kind of tired of yeah. seeing her. She's great, but like, <laughs> I just don't really need the tie-in, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I just feel like it's unnecessary. She's great. I mean, it's a little bit of a stretch. Rosario Dawson's character from, originally from Daredevil, she also made an appearance in Jessica Jones, and they even used Turk um, just in like one episode. Right. <sighs> Yeah, so with Daredevil and Jessica Jones, it's all taking place at least in the same part of the city. Right. Um, they even pull in Jessica Jones's best friend in the radio show. That right. Was like, you know, so like I see Just the tie in. Yeah. Um, I feel like that was doable, like understandable. Like, okay, it's something that is going on about the city. Bringing in Claire, bringing her in, and like, you know her ties to Harlem and her mom living there. And it just seems un it just, it just seems unnecessary, whatever. I love Rosario Dawson. So it's not terrible to see her, but no. anyway, moving on. Yeah. You want to talk about more TV or do you want to mix it up? Get some whatever power you want. book talk in there. <laughs> uh, I guess we can talk about moonshine. It's probably not going to be, you know, lengthy, too lengthy because it's, one issue. Um, just yeah, the debut issue came out last week, and I already love it. Yeah, it's which very is good. interesting because by comparison, that other one, Seven oh, right. to Eternity, we had talked. To, we were going to talk about Seven I to Eternity, uh, the new Reminder, and um, well, it seems like he's. I, we like a lot of Reminder stuff. Um, that just maybe is not for us. So definitely not. I don't care to see where it's going. I'm not interested in the story. I don't really like the way that the story is laid out yeah. as far as just like, I mean, like just logistically with words on paper. Um, so, which was interesting to note that it had such a high debut. Right. Yeah. It's the most ordered second printing for image since saga is what we saw. But, um, for moonshine, number one, uh, I guess, I mean, they've teamed up before. You read some of their 100 Bullets bullets. stuff. I have not yet. We have a couple of those books. Um, Or maybe just one looking at the shelf right Um, now. Yeah, maybe I borrowed the other one from the library. Yeah. So they've had successful collaborations in the past, and that one was, is it kind of crime noir, or is it? Yeah, 100 Bullets? Yeah. Yes. So they, they're doing like. sort of the same thing here, but mixing in a horror element. Horror, yeah. Um, so it takes place in 1929, Prohibition era, I guess, New York slash West Virginia. Most of it takes place in West Virginia, but the um, right with the kind of the driving character, and, mm-hmm. uh, Lou something, <laughs> Lou Perlow, he uh, is on a a run from his prohibition. Um, well, he's on a recruitment mission. Right. Uh, trying to, he's got, uh, is the dude, is his boss like a, a crime boss? Would yes, you, definitely. Know, who's wants to supply, um, alcohol to, yeah. So he's, I mean, to the city, as far as crime boss goes, I mean, I'm not sure how far that extends, but he's definitely like, um, what are they called? Where you would go to like, go get, I don't know, speakeasy. Is it? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That's the one that comes to mind. Yeah. But, but... Um, we'll look it up after this, and if it's wrong, we'll just delete it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but... Um, yeah, but, you know, he's a bootlegger, so... Right. Yeah. 
Um, bootlegger. That's the one I was looking for. But, uh, yeah, so he's sent to West Virginia to find this Hiram Holt character who makes the best moonshine that he's ever tasted, apparently. So, um, he's been sent there to strike a business deal, bring the, you know, bring a new supplier to the city. Right. And so he shows up in kind of this backwater town that there's mysterious stuff going on. It's kind of in the woods. Yeah. And so the horror element, which, um, lots of people will pick up on a lot quicker than I did as far as not, I mean, it was pretty clear that it's going to have some, some werewolf stuff in it. I'm pretty sure that was even in, um, the description, uh, in the image section of the previews catalog, but, um, the play on words, as far as the title goes, just completely escaped me until about three days later, (laughs) (laughs) but whatever. Uh, but so he goes to do this deal, interacts with this, um, family kind of finds that he's underestimated their, uh, not only their business acumen, because mm-hmm. they are kind of these, um, hillbilly ish. Right. Yeah. Um, but also he has no idea about the danger that, um, is this, yeah, associated with this family and what they've got going on. Uh, and you know, you definitely see the, the story unfolding pretty quickly through the first issue. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's also, a the very end of the first issue, you see that there's going to be even more. Right. He, um, his car breaks down when he's trying to leave and he finds this, um, group of, uh, people in the woods singing. And I'm not really sure what, if they're just like, a. yeah, but you know that there's something else going on there and that that's right. going to tie into the greater story. Um, I think it was, a, I mean, it was just a really well done first issue as far as laying out for, for things to come, setting up, learning characters that are going to be important. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just, it's a really well done issue. I really like the art too. The art and the colors is very, um, I mean, I think this might be the first book I've uh, read where Rizzo is the artist, uh, but it's very kind of Franca via as far as the tone and, um, oh you, yeah, I mean I can see that as tone. I just feel like his Rizzo's artwork so distinct. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, but it, I mean it looks great. Even I mean, from obviously the people are fine, but like the environments that he builds in in the book, and uh, we just like, we really liked it. So yeah, definitely going to keep reading. Um, but I guess that's probably it for Moonshine, which leaves only Westworld. Yeah, Um, I'm already super into it. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. So there's been there have been two episodes. Yes, so far, it's based on and kind of loosely tied to um, the uh, there was like a 1973 movie by it was written by Michael Crichton, and uh, they they kind of make like sly allusions to it during the show, but it's not like a, a sequel or a remake of that, um, movie. So, um, basically it's this Westworld is this big interactive game and it took us a while to figure out exactly 
how the world works. Like the logistics right? of, of if how... they like shrunk down to go in there, <laughs> which I, sounds stupid. Or is now, it whatever. like, or is it all like, right? You know, like VR, but right. it's it's actually like a a huge park uh, that's been set up to be like the old west, and they have these um, hosts they call them, and mm-hmm. they're just they're androids robot i don't know how you yeah. if, how they describe them in the in the even the show i guess it's kind of a really, they refer yeah, they to anything but, really yeah it's all visual with how you see it all unfolds visually um how you see them being made yeah um you know U- updated updated uh what goes into it yeah. you know um and a lot of it is taking place outside of the the main conversation that's happening on screen for you to see like, this is, you know, um, it's really cool. So I guess the, what do they call the guests? The, um, guests do they? (laughs) Well, there you go. Newcomers. Nailed it. Newcomers. The hosts call them newcomers, Yeah, but they are just their guests. Yeah. So they pay whatever Buku dollars, I guess to go, um, you know, for this full experience where they get to, uh, dress up and go into this world where they can, you know, basically do anything they want. They're not supposed to be able to be Harm hurt. each other. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I don't know. This is again, uh, the, the cast for this show is kind of ridiculous. Um, Anthony yeah. Hopkins is the, the creator of the world and, um, kind of, runs runs the show um, yes but um you know that he's sort of taking a step back with yeah. all of it but at the same time an integral part of the decision making yeah. still yeah so and it seems like his um number two bernard mm-hmm. is um the it's 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 really hard to tell so far exactly what everybody's motives are. Right, everyone for, has an agenda. Yeah. You know that they do. Whether it's in the world or outside in, of. Right. And it's it seems so complex, but without being exceptionally confusing. No. Yeah. You know, or you know, I'm not really confused at all as it as it unfolds, it's just, you know, revealing more and more. Um but nothing where I'm like, I don't really understand what's going on. Yeah. You know, you just know that there's a mystery and then more mystery. Yeah. Ed Harris is the man in black. And so I, I think from what I understand, they've kind of taken the concept of the, the old movie and, and kind of flipped it on its head where, um, the 1973 movie and they kind of say in the, in the show, you know, there hasn't been an incident 30 years. Which, ah. Um, but in in the movie it was um the the robots kind of turn evil and um you know wreak havoc on the park this the show it, it kind of takes a different approach as far as um who's the bad guy right the the humans who enter the park and just kind of act however they want uh versus the the programmed artificial intelligence and and so it, i mean it, the show itself does get so far even just through two episodes a little heavy-handed with the um morality yeah and who, you the know. nature of what is alive and what does it mean if a person goes into this park with 
basically a, a sentient robot and just treats them however they want, whether that's, you know, killing them, um, sexually taking advantage of them, well, you know, the moral question of, of. Right. Where do people's, where do the rights of the characters begin and end? Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's, if you're going to blur the line, when, when do you know if you've crossed it? Right. right. And, um, I don't know. And especially because it's the goal of the park maker is to make the hosts more real. Right. You know, more and more human. They have more and more human, like less and less able to tell, to differentiate, um, whether or not you're speaking to a host or, you know, another guest, that kind of thing. And that's one of those, that's one of those uh, plot points that you're kind of, um, not sure about right now. Like what is Anthony Hopkins ultimate end game for, mm-hmm. um, for the park and for, for these androids that are part of it. Cause he, the show kind of starts off with these, this update that he, that he puts into the robots with these, um, these, these gestures. I forget what they, they call yeah, them in the but show. They're, they're very nuanced yeah. micro and, gesture micro um facial tics or you know small actions that you don't think of as yeah as being something that you do on a regular basis to to display emotion or thought but you yeah. know they're being put in and they're kind of it seems like unlocking these um old memories some of these robots like the main character Dolores. or the main yeah um woman for for the park She's been there for 30 years, but they're not supposed to like retain this knowledge, right. but obviously they've but it's stored like, it somewhere. Right. Like a computer where you're deleting the pathway right. to the data. So they shouldn't be able to, so you can't access it and it's quote unquote deleted, but it's not really deleted. Even on our hard drives, when we delete something, yeah. it's there. You've just, you know, erased the way to get to it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's And so it's unlocking those pathways again. It's been really, it's, uh, the second episode, I mean, there's so much, the second, the second episode introduced, you know, um, I guess who's one of the hero humans, um, you know, Jimmy Simpson is, uh, I don't remember the name of the character in, in the show, but, um, he goes in, he's, uh, not willing to take advantage of the robots just because they're there for that, um, picks the white hat. Right. He's, yeah, he's so far very one-sided as far as that goes. Yeah. Um, you know, like you don't have any inclination that he might be a bad guy. Right. At all. So, um, what, so what is he really there for? I wonder, you yeah. know, if he's not, not there to experience something he can't experience in the real world or maybe just to, I guess, see something beautiful and different, but so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, what role he plays, I guess, as far as the, um, seemingly impending robot revolution. Right. You know park. that there's going to be a bigger story and then he's going to have to tie in to, I mean, I can't imagine that they'll keep the storyline with Ed Harris and everything else going on as separated as they have been. Right. Um, it's all going to have to tie together at some point in the end. So and do you, you know if this about? is going to be a one, a one season type thing, or is it going to be ongoing? I don't, I don't know. I think it's going to be ongoing. I think, and I think that 
you know, there's been a lot of speculate. It's one of those shows that just kind of um, induces speculation on. Is there getting? Uh, is it getting a lot of buzz? Oh yeah, I mean it's very. Because I've asked like just a couple of people if they've watched it, and no one. Yeah. Has said everyone's like, oh no, what are you talking about? But yeah, it's getting a lot of at least a lot of critical buzz, and you know there are some questions of whether it's too sci-fi for to be a really mainstream show. Um, and yeah, I feel like a lot of that sci- that sci-fi sci-fi that sci-fi is um, balanced with the old west yeah. west feel and you know it, it brings you out of that like futuristic stuff by putting it in the old world yeah i don't um, know i feel like it's very balanced but di- balanced in that way yeah i was i was curious what you thought about um you know first of all it's so far very humorless. Um, not that it needs to have a lot of yucks, but it's very serious. It's very it self serious. You know what? And you normally, um, Oh, go ahead. You finish. And then yeah, I'll... no, that's what I was, you know, going to say. There's no, um, comic relief. Yeah. Not, you know, like I said, it doesn't even have to be like, um, like some guy shows but up and heavy. is joking all these or making all these stupid jokes. But, um, something to, to light it. And, um, you know, uh, it's probably going to be a 10 episode, uh, season. And if it does go on it, maybe, I guess they've kind of alluded to the fact that there might be different worlds than just the West world. But, um, you know, if it stays as, as self-serious and as kind of cold as it has been, how, how long are you going to want to watch it? You know, that's interesting. Cause normally I notice right away if something is, is too dark or right. too heavy. Um, I feel like the points of lightness in this are just so fascinating or, or there aren't really any, let me start over, but. Well, it's the intrigue, so the, right? You yes. Just- you just, you're so interested in the story and it's not, um, for example, the whole scene where Anthony Hopkins' character um, goes into Westworld and is out walking around on his own, and he's, um, I hope that this isn't too much of a spoiler, but, um, and he's talking to this little boy, um, and you sort of, just the way the conversation starts, assume that he's a guest in the park who sort of wandered off and, and run into him. Yeah. And then it, that turns out not to be so. Right. And, um, which I've heard some crazy things. Like, do you think <laughs> I was listening to the watch and they were like, do you think that's Anthony Hopkins as a kid? <laughs> but like, you know, a robot, but, but like, like he, he put he himself it. there. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's an interesting take, but also, I mean, you do start to, to, to think, well, did he, did he put him there because he built the story? Right. So this, you know, and, and the layers and layers of story that are there. So he's built the storyline. Well, that's interesting. And he knows that the child is going to be there, doesn't he? Or But I guess he's uh, one of the things that I'm unclear on is when he's out there in the middle of the desert and he sees this um, the snake, the steeple. Oh, the or steeple. The, um, he's, he almost seems surprised that it's there. Like, you know, what, I get, yeah. I mean, almost seems surprised, so his, but also it's his actual intent to see, to see 
the robots become sentient and just kind of be their own. Yeah. So maybe it is the intrigue. Um, it is very, it's very, it is very heavy, but it's not flat. Right. You know, there's so much going on within all of this, um, seriousness. Yeah. And um, there's a lot to build on too. So it could, it um, could, I mean, I guess Han Solo character the darkness, <laughs> the darkness is so dark. Like when you get to the gritty like killing and the, when Dandy Newton wakes up and stumbles through the, Oh gosh. Repair shop. I that, guess like, you when you it, come out of that and you have a break like, from that, even though it's not like a, a light scene and it's still serious. It's, it's opposite or, you know, it's, you've come enough out of what's happened. I, it's, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's a good question, but um, it hasn't been something that's affected me so right. far where I feel like, yeah, it's like not much so, at the end of the episode yeah, or anything. It's not like you, know, you don't want to keep mm-hmm. watching it. Though they aired it, um, or they, they released it a couple days early, so it didn't go up against the debate, um, which would make you feel like mush, probably. <laughs> yeah. but, it's definitely more depressing. Uh, yeah. I guess that'll probably wrap up the episode, unless you had anything else on Westworld. No, so, I'm very excited for it for week to from week to week. Yeah, and it's nice to have a show like that where we have to wait yeah. and ponder and you know. Yeah, it's been it's been good, and um, we'll see we'll see what happens. I, I I will be interested to find out. I'll have to look up and see if it's been picked up for a second season or um, or what. Because usually, I mean, usually these short series, you probably find out pretty quick whether it's. Uh, gonna keep going, but uh, so that'll that'll do it. We'll we'll wrap up. We're on uh, the internet in most of the regular places: Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter at Geekchu, and Geekchu.com. You can uh, see our blogs or uh, our very active blogs, um, <laughs> or download the episodes there, or you can subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. And uh, if you could leave a rating and review, that'd be awesome. And uh, that'll do it. Right? Yeah. Cool. It was fun. It was smart. We liked it.